0: Hey Northridge, welcome to A Little Better, where our goal is to know God better and to do better so that we can be a little better. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to A Little Better. This is going to be a different episode. I want to go ahead and apologize for a few things. One, the worse audio quality than normal and video as well. So if you're watching and that kind of thing, you can probably already tell that it's just me. Um, But anyway, sorry for the poor quality. But then also, it's just going to be me and a brief conversation this time around. Drew and I had some scheduling things that came up along with travel uh, issues. So, What it comes down to is we wanted to have uh, some information come out, wanted to have an episode come out this week, but at the same time, weren't able to do it the normal way. So you're just going to hear from me. You'll have to deal with that. Sorry, everyone for that. (laughs) But uh, hey, we finished up the series Grace Anatomy and there's one big uh, topic we wanted to discuss uh, just briefly um, and didn't want to have it go unaddressed. So Drew talked about giving grace. Obviously, week one was all about what grace is and, you know, kind of from a theological perspective, dissecting the idea of grace. But then this week was all about giving grace. And Drew talked about a lot of different, very practical ways that we should be giving grace to other people. Um, but there was one tension that we discussed in the writing process, we actually discussed in the feedback process, and Drew mentioned it in the sermon, but we just want to be as clear as we can uh, when it comes to the issue of giving grace. Drew mentioned something that said, giving grace opens you up to being hurt, and talked about the reality, and, and this is true, that when we're the kind of people who are gracious, um, when we ex- exhibit God-like grace, it does open us up to be hurt. Um, and I think about you know God as the ultimate example of this, and Drew talked about it, the fact is... giving us grace and sending his son Jesus, he opened himself up for significant hurt, you know, great abuse in the form of having to give Christ as the sacrifice for our sins. And also he opens himself up just like any act of love does. It exposes us. It's an act of vulnerability. And as a result of that, there's always the potential that we could be hurt um, by the people that we're choosing to open our lives up to and to, to offer them grace, even though perhaps they might have continued issues. I know I continually choose sin on a regular basis. God has to show me grace all the time. And that that's sort of what Drew was talking about, that like our relationship to god demonstrates the fact that he shows us grace over and over and over again even though we keep hurting him in the form of our sins so that's what he was discussing he mentioned kind of in passing the idea that like hey this isn't we're not talking about abuse here we're talking about you know more kind of mundane everyday sort of things in terms of grace but i did, we did want to just kind of zero in on that because we recognize like abuse is a very real, and B is extremely painful. And third, it's something that can happen very silently. And there have been times in church world where the ways that we might talk about particular issues—not necessarily Northridge specifically, but the church in general—the way that we talk about them can result in people feeling like there's no recourse, there's no hope. Like if I'm being abused, I just have to forgive and give grace, and that's kind of the end of the conversation. And we just wanted to bring a little bit of nuance. This is something that Drew and I and the team were talking about, so um, uh, that's why we. We felt like we couldn't, we couldn't leave it undressed. But here, here's kind of what we're thinking about in terms of an abuse situation. When we're giving grace to other people, and when that opens us up to be hurt, I think the thing that you have to keep in mind there is we're talking about experiencing suffering or difficulty or hurt as a result of always choosing the righteous choice and having someone negatively react to your righteous choices okay so let's just put that in context let's think about jesus as the ultimate example of this in first peter it talks all about how he suffered unjustly and he was willing to entrust himself to the creator who judges justly so in other words he was experiencing suffering Because he was God who was willing to lay his life down and and his right behavior is what the world was reacting against and causing him to suffer. So Peter even writes to the believers there and he says, you know, like, it's better that you suffer not as an evildoer, not as a meddler, not because you're, you know, breaking into homes and then you get arrested. He's like, that's not suffering, you know. Godly suffering. He's talking about like, you are telling people about Jesus and a result of that, you get backlash, right? That's an example of something where we do need to give grace, where Stephen, the martyr said, as he was killed, father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. He was quoting Jesus. That's exactly what he said when he was literally being killed um, by people who were, you know, that's the ultimate kind of suffering, right? Being killed for for um, being innocent, but being killed. But again, what we want to clarify here is that like we're talking about you are going along doing the right thing and there's negative backlash for you continuing to do the right thing. Or maybe in relationship, let's say in an, in kind of a standard husband-wife relationship, um, you know, we are going to over the course of time say things that hurt the other people's feelings. Feelings. and giving grace is, is being willing to say look god's for i need to forgive you as god in christ has forgiven me and so as a result of that like i'm going to keep forgiving you even though you've said hurtful things to me and again that's sort of in the mundane everyday sort of things and it does the more you give grace it opens up the fact that like they could hypothetically say a mean thing to you again um and i know you know in my relationship with my wife, my wife does that for me all the time, where I'll say something I don't mean to say, and I'm, I'm, I'm asking for her to forgive me and that kind of thing, and she gives me grace, and we're always being opened up to those realities. But that's sort of in the mundane. Again, this is I'm going along doing the right thing, and I'm getting negative backlash for my right living. Um, we are not talking about giving grace to someone who is aggressively doing wrong to another person For no reason. Okay, so that's, that's more of an abuse situation. This is a, uh, you know, a husband abusing a wife or someone experiencing sexual abuse. In other words, their abuse has almost nothing to do with the victim and their behavior. In fact, it has nothing to do with the victim and their behavior has everything to do with the wrong um, desires and decisions of the abuser. And in that case, we are not saying, hey, just give them grace and let them continue along their path. No, in that case, the loving thing to do would be to ensure that the behavior ends so that justice can be brought into that situation. So that's an example where a person is just going along in their life and they're not receiving negative Reality. They're not receiving abuse because of anything that they've done. It's not like they are proclaiming their faith. And as a result of that, they're getting fired. No, this is just a person who's maybe vulnerable, like in a husband-wife relationship or a child being sexually abused or something like that. This is a vulnerable person that a, an abuser is taking advantage of their vulnerability. They're not capitalizing on their right behavior. They're exposing their vulnerability. And that's an example where, you know, unanimously, our team in no way is suggesting that people should just, hey, just give grace to that and let it go and don't say anything and you know, don't get proper authorities involved. We would never recommend that in every case where there's abuse, when someone is vulnerable and being taken advantage of, we would 100% believe that the right way to give grace in that context is to give grace to the victim, help them out of this situation, um, and enable them to receive the the justice and the care and the love that they deserve. And love toward an abuser is to ensure that their behavior is stopped and that re- they receive just punishment. So, w- we just want to be clear about that. Um, there are, there are lots of great Christian resources out there. Related to abuse, um, If you're going through abuse, we just want to be extremely clear. We want to help you. Please do not wait even another day to reach out to your community group leader or one of our pastors. We want to walk through this with you. We want to ensure that you are protected. And we want to show you the love and care that that God has for you. And we want to do that in a tangible way. So please never, never wait. If you're in an abuse situation, you're being hurt. You know, if someone is being hurt, do not delay. We want to be helpful. Um, and That is that is the best way to give grace in any context is always to protect the vulnerable. So just wanted to have that quick conversation. Uh, Thank you guys for listening all the time to the podcast. I know sometimes it's all over the place as to how it all comes out. But we wanted to make sure that even though this episode was a little little delayed because of some scheduling stuff that we had something to say. And we will see you next week as we kick off our lead up into Easter with our series All Rise, looking at the gospel through the lens of the courtroom. We're looking forward to it. Thanks, everybody.